I knew I'm not going to meet my person mm -hmm. in the streets. What was it about a single life you didn't like? It just puts me at bait. I don't want to be exposed to oh, fine. being sexually tempted. Yeah. I started realising people are really damaged. I'm not here to waste time. So I want to know, like, what was it growing up? People would be like, hey, that's not a podcast, is it? And if you're going to run a mile, baby boy, run a mile. Listen, I used to go on dinner dates, lunch and coffee. Did you ever pay for food? Exactly two months after we met, we got married. We've been married for like seven months now. Mm. But... I don't really know life without him. Time is money, so spend yours listening to me talk about things that are important to me and my people. That's Time is money. <laughs> Welcome to the third episode of the third series. I'm back with Heba. Uh, we're going to be delving further into her new life of her second marriage, blended family, the journey to that. If you want a little reminder of what we spoke about last episode, a little snippet of that will play now. It was kind of hard. So when you come to marital issues, yeah, you can't really come and speak to certain people who don't carry the same values mm -hmm. as you. So it mm -hmm. wasn't. It was very hard for me to confine in them. Right. So is that what then led you to go to marriage counselling? No, marriage counselling was because I was ready to lead the relationship, and I felt like I, I owed it to my relationship to do it right. And we're going to get started. So. You spoke on the last episode about mm -hmm. the stigmas that you got mainly from when you started dating other people, chatting to other people, and they were just like, oh, divorced with a kid. Mm, yeah, red flag, imagine. And they're trying to give you that energy, which you didn't even do to your previous partner when he had a previous child yeah. and everything. But we don't want to compare. But so how did you manoeuvre that? How did you navigate that? Because I've heard and spoken to a lot of women who have been in a similar situation and they say that actually dating with a child does do the filter for you. It filters out all the joke people because you're just like, mm, do you know what? If you're moving like this over that, then I'm done. So some men, <laughs> not from a Muslim perspective, but some men see women who have children as not so serious. Mm -hmm. They're like, I remember I interviewed Margs he came on my show first season, right? Mm. And he's like, I associate women with children as, as, as sex. He's just like, they're just, you know, they're down with it, innit? They're just, they're having children, innit? They just, they just want to have sex though. And I'm just like, not necessarily, no. I went, just because they have, like, they've produced children doesn't equate to, well, they're just here for a bit of laugh now because they've had their children mm. and they probably don't want anything serious. But it's just like, it's been, he's been playful, but at the same time, it was just like, yeah, if that's how I'm going to be perceived, I don't want to be perceived that way. So I kind of got defensive towards it. But from perspective of men who go, well, I want to have my first child. Yeah. Or I want to be the first person mm -hmm. to give you a child. Mm -hmm. I can't knock them. I, I want to get defensive as hell. Because mm. I'm just like, come on, man. <laughs> like, how old are you? This age, um, literally. But I used to be that person. Yeah. So I can't kind of expect them to jump on my page and mm -hmm. my wave of wisdom. Mm -hmm. Because obviously they've not experienced life. To so kind of go, do you know what? Life happens. Mm. Or to know, do you know what? You might actually be better for me. Mm -hmm. Or actually, you know, I can see who you are as a mum. Mm. So I already know what I'm investing in. Mm -hmm. They just see it as, well, nah. Or they'll be like, I've heard the wildest things. I've had people say, well, just a heads up. If we get together, you can't ever talk to the father of a child. Or... I'm now the man, <laughs> or he no longer needs a father. I'm like, oh, baby boy, mm. you know, I'm bumps your head <laughs> because yeah. that's definitely not going to happen. And there's other men who don't know how to navigate around it. They're just like, so where does that leave me? How am I, like, what am I going to play? Like, am I his father? Right? Mm. I'm like, he's got a father. 
you know, I might not like him. <laughs> I might, might want to jab him in the throat all the time. But he's got an active father, so no, just another male role model. Mm. But as far as the stigma, I just have to accept it. Like, it is what it is. But luckily enough, I'd like to say I attract good energy. So the majority of people who got to know me, predominantly through Muslim dating apps, because I don't get approached. Like, do you know, like, the whole... You can get moved to every single day. You can get people in your DMs. It doesn't necessarily mean the people who are compatible with you. Mm. Like me being approached in the gym all the time or me being hollered in the streets. The first thing I say to them is, are you Muslim? And they're like, assalamu alaikum. Oh I can God. take my shahada tomorrow. Oh, God. <laughs> my, my auntie's Muslim. <laughs> oh, no. But for me, it's just like, I knew I'm not going to meet my person mm-hmm. in the streets. Mm. I had to accept that I had to go and find somewhere else that's a bit more concentrated mm-hmm. around Muslims. Mm-hmm. So, like, thankfully. And was that successful? Well, we know it's successful because that's who you're married to now, someone you met on a Muslim app. However, before him, was that successful? Before him, it's been insightful. Oh, nice. Okay. Because I only had my ex-husband to compare. Mm. And that bar... <laughs> <laughs> sounds really raw to say this. Don't use it as a soundbite. <laughs> Probably want to. But I remember listening to his and hers, Rich 32. Yeah. And he said, even if you left me on the floor, I said, I step up from you. Ooh. And I remember me thinking, after experiencing other people, getting to know other men and realising what I'd really gone through. Yeah. Even just feeling as low as I felt, mm. I still felt like anything's a step up from you at this point. Because the way you made me feel, like, so meeting men on, on dating apps, Muslim intentional for marriage dating mm. apps, I hadn't healed yet. I was healing mm. and it was part of my process. So getting to know different men, going out on first dates. I got to know not all men talk this way. Mm. Not all men behave this way. Not all men carry respect in this way. Not all men perceive life the way you do. So I feel like getting to know these men, they weren't my people. They weren't my person. They probably didn't go past the first date. But I got such a great insight <laughs> to know there's more out there. Yeah. And I think the hard part is when people are in relationships for such a long time, they just don't know what's out there. Mm-hmm. And they're scared to discover it. Mm-hmm. And they're scared to think that they're never going to find anything better. Yep. So they settle for less. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they oppress how they feel. And they're just hurting. Like the amount of women that slide in my DMs every single day going, I'm in this situation right now. But I feel like I'm far too gone. Mm-hmm. Well, I've just left someone yesterday. Can you talk to me? And it's just like so many people are going through it. So many men as well. Yeah. Who are like, I'm with a woman who's just horrible. But I feel like if I step away, then I'm not really being a man because I'm neglecting my children by like, because obviously they've got great values. Mm. And I just find it so sad. So the first part of dating through the online dating stuff, it was just part of my growth. Mm. How long did it take you after leaving your first marriage to start dating? Probably like a year. Yeah. Because I I was dealing with courts Mm. all the time. I was dealing with constant headache and stress. I don't have the I didn't have the the emotional capacity to even think about it. Mm -hmm. But I just knew that I was just trying to find peace at home and I was just trying to build a house for my son Mm -hmm. properly and for him to have stability and calmness and not see mummy crying every day. Mm -hmm. Because I've seen what people like I've seen kids be overly sensitive, being overly emotional because they replicate their their parent. Mm. So I had to make a conscious effort of positive energy around you, not aggressive positivity. Mm. Like, I'm not trying to lie to you. I'm trying to channel my energy as hard as possible (laughs) to convert 
everything I'm feeling or leaving at the door. So when I see you, I've got nothing but love around you. Mm. And that's it. And that's all I had to do. So for the first year, that was me looking after my son, trying to find my peace, trying to make peace in my last situation, taking the L. Because I started kicking myself about it and going, well, the marriage has failed. You're another statistic. Your son's a statistic. So for me, like having to like coach myself out of that frame of mind. And then I started therapy. Wow. Um, Because I had really, really bad thoughts. I felt useless as a mum. Like financially, I wasn't, I was struggling. I paid my mortgage by myself. (laughs) I hadn't been earning that much money at this point. And I felt like I couldn't provide anything else for my son. On your most recent podcast that you did with Ash, you spoke about how in most cultures you're not exposed to finances and stuff. And this is, again, something that, again, really saw with my mum when mm. she slept with my dad. She had no... I had to literally hold her hand and take her to the bank to open her first current account because she'd mm. only ever had joint. So how did you manoeuvre that? How does... And again, I'm asking this because I know there's women listening and that is the main reason they're staying in this relationship. Yeah. They may earn. They may even earn. My mum earned. But yeah. it's just that, okay, and now what? I earn. What do I do with that? How do I pay a bill? How do I... Do you know what I mean? So I was kind of lucky in a very weird way. But my ex-husband had no... Like I said, he didn't have much aspiration. He was just going from job to job. Like, I was earning more than him. I applied for the mortgage. I applied for everything. So I was already like a very proactive person. Mm. Like I knew everything. I handled all the bills. Mm-hmm. He was just paying a portion of it. Fine. So when it came to like taking on, it's fine. The issue is my priority is to cover everything that's to cure my son. Mm-hmm. So he's got food, he's got clothes and he's got a roof. Mm-hmm. There's no one, there's no way anyone can take my house away from me. Mm-hmm. So even if I have nothing in my account, as long as my mortgage is covered, exactly, I'm good. Because mm. even if my electricity, like the heating's off for for a few days, baby boy, we're staying in this electric blanket. I'm yeah, worth exactly. We've got jumpers. We're good. Privileged in that sense. So for my my main priority was to provide for my son. And when I couldn't do half the things that he needed me to do for him as a typical child, I was just like emotionally, I'm like going for it. I feel useless. I feel like I can't even buy him the bare minimum. And I just felt really like, incompetent. Mm. And when you're already struggling through with anxiety and other things, I was just, just like, am I that useful to anyone at this point? Wow. So I just realised, yeah, I need to talk to someone about this. Definitely, yeah. Because it got a bit too much for me. But I resisted it for a very long time. Like, I don't need therapy. I'm good. Mm. I'm everyone's problem solver. I don't need no one to talk to me about nothing because I'm a go-getter. Mm. We just keep going. We reset, continue, reset, continue. But then sometimes someone needs to just give you some other sort of solutions and other techniques to deal with things yeah that's it and I think again we you've spoken about therapy a lot I haven't actually spoken about it on this podcast I'm waiting for another series for that but I share that same sentiment and I think a lot of the time people think that you go to therapy and you go expecting them to solve your problems they don't and then you're like therapy doesn't work and that's not what therapy is therapy is actually there to help you come up with techniques that you can do Mm -hmm. that work for you specifically to eventually help relieve some of your issues not solve them but look at them in different mm. ways and i'm have a therapist and i see her weekly yeah and the reason i have that have a therapist is because i have been going through a lot of stuff but most recently i lost my uncle which mm. was really really hard so. for me and then a few other family issues just you know when it rains it pours 
and I was so on the floor that mm. I was like, I can't actually function without mm. doing something. And I was very set on the therapist being a preferably a man and mm. preferably from the same background as like my dad, because I got a nice. lot of dad issues that I thought would be able to, yeah, yeah. you know, and they gave me a white woman. Mm. And I was like, okay. That's the thing, unless Let's you see. pay for it, <laughs> unless you pay for it privately. Like I remember when I did therapy with my ex-husband. I knew if it gave me a woman, it's game over. And the minute it gave, me, it gave us a woman... It was game over. <laughs> he, was, he was like, oh, obviously she's going to side with you. Obviously she's going to be more empathetic towards you. And I'm just like, just stop it. Mm. Just just like, and I get it. Like some, I wish we had a male, like a black male mm. as a therapist. Because mm-hmm. it was like, and what now? Yeah. You have no choice but to listen now. Yeah. He's going to hear it more from you. But, but yeah. having said that though, because I was so on the floor emotionally from when I started... Even the fact that she is a white woman, not what I asked for, and, you know, there are things I have to double explain. It's been really helpful. And I have really changed my mind and perception. And, you know, it's noticeable in everything I do. My partner notices it. My mum even was like, oh, wow. Like, you know, because it's it's not that I've... My problems are solved. I still break down. I still have a cry. I still, all these things still happen, and I still yeah. have my problems. Mm. But... I'm able to deal with them better. And that's the, the key that people don't realise what therapy is. And uh, yeah, there's just a small note on therapy there. But yeah, sorry, no worries. carry gonna, on. Gonna, <laughs> um, yeah, so that's it really. So so first part of dating was... So you had a year of just, just recovery, recovery, healing. I wouldn't even know if that was much recovery or healing because you were de- still dealing with so I think much. it's a pretty long time for me because I'm like quite a, a very active Fine. person. I don't okay. like dwelling. I don't like... I've seen people marinate in negativity. Mm-hmm. I've seen people become victim mindsets and I refuse to be that person. So yep. for me, I don't even unless like even grieving my dad is a whole other like I've not allowed myself because mm-hmm. I'm just like being that vulnerable and being that exposed, I get scared what that looks like. Mm-hmm. So for me, I don't want to marinate in something for too long yep. in, in fear that I will stay there. Yeah. So when I finally agreed to do it, it was good. It served its purpose. And then I realised how hard it was to get to know someone in this day and age. Mm. But when you wanted to get to know someone, was it because you were like, I need a I need a role model for Clil? Was it like, I need some companionship, I miss love, I haven't had love? What was it that was like... I Firstly, to... I've never experienced love. Right. They're like, but you've been with someone for 11 years, are you mad? How can yeah. you not be... Like, that must be stupid. Like, And I'm like, but it wasn't love. No. Not an element of it was it love. Mm. Like, there's not something I can cling on to. Like, do you know when you say some people stay in a relationship and they go, well, he might be stepping up, but he provides and he does this and he does mm. that. I don't have but part. When you feel like you've invested and you're too deep in, you're just going to ride it out mm-hmm. and just hold on to everything. But then now my child's involved things are going to be changed because yeah. my child will not be in this situation. So yeah, when I first started getting to know people, I realised firstly, I'm not made for single life as much as the okay. attention was fantastic. And I was like, hello. <laughs> it was like every time someone moves to me when I was married, I was like, sorry, married. Yeah. And then it was like, yeah, married. As it's like slowly deteriorated. Mm. But I, I put respect on my title and the vows and I will not ever step out. But as soon as I was single, I was like, mm. I don't have to say this no more. Mm. So I was enjoying the attention, the the attention going out on dates and wine and dine, and it's like okay, this is nice, but not in an abuse like abusing it situation. Sure. In like a reminding you of who been, you are. Yeah, it's been eleven mm. years. Let me start building on myself. Let me actually start building my confidence mm-hmm. and and like trusting your own judgment because that's a big thing as well. Like I think when we that's something that's not spoken about enough when women come out of again I can only this because I've had a small small example when I had my really you know hard times with like relationships and stuff I remember speaking to a therapist 
and them saying to me, you need to go on a date, like another date. And I started crying because it was so terrifying that yeah. I could make such a mistake again. That yeah. I was like, yeah, yeah, I can't do that. Like, you're crazy. There's yeah. no way. So for you that, I can imagine how much fear you must have of your own ability to judge character because you'd probably thought, what have I been doing with this person? Yeah. And then look. Yeah, I think so. I think also, firstly, being alone was scary. Then I just thought, well, I should rather be alone than to be in this. Mm-hmm. At least I have peace. I have silence. Mm-hmm. Even though the silence was haunting at times. But most of the time, I'm like, this is an, this is incredible. Mm. Like, to feel like I'm not walking on eggshells. I'm walking, right. like, there's a little skip in my step slowly. Like, mm. do you know what I mean? It was nice. And my son's thriving. He's, like, bouncing off everyone's energy. And it's just positive vibes as opposed to crying mum, angry dad fake smiles and more hostility Mm. i would i would not like there's no regrets in anything i did but yeah i just knew i'm not made for single life i'm not about this life i knew that is what was it about single life you didn't like it just puts me at bait i don't want to be exposed to being sexually tempted i don't want to be dating for the sake of dating and just getting to know people and then building bonds that aren't going to go anywhere and i I experienced it in the beginning where Mm. i was like getting to know people and it was just a nice vibe like what am I doing then I was like well I'm not really committing to anyone just yet so let me just get to know people so Mm. I started having options (laughs) I started going through options and I'm like okay there's like this many guys all right let me just narrow them down to like four or five guys speak to them go out them see what I'm saying my friends are like hey but you're just you got a lot of guys on your case Mm. and I'm like that's a whole new world jasmine vibes like (laughs) I'm I'm gonna run with it because I don't know about the game 11 years baby I'm back. <laughs> oh, I, I was never there to start off with. I was scooped up straight away. So when I was single, single, I was like, this is a whole different world. Mm. First it was cute. Then it was painful. Yeah. I started realising people are really damaged. Mm. I'm damaged with one person. Yeah. You're damaged with several people. Yeah. Not in a sort of body count way only. No, I'm talking about emotionally. Mm-hmm. This person's on this suit, then this person's on that suit, then this one. Men have trust issues. Like, I got to know guys who had their back against the wall. Mm. Who were paranoid and like, oh, just leave your heads up. Give me a disclaimer. For when you got to give me a disclaimer, it shows me you're not healed. Yeah. You know, I'm not looking for no woman who goes, <laughs> baby boy, <laughs> I'm not here for your previous issues. Mm. The same way I don't make someone to like prove their trust or earn your trust. You ain't done nothing to me. Mm. Like, yeah. if I met you for the first time, I'm not going to be like, well, I know how catty women are like. So I'm not going to, you know, arms like, I'm not going to be mm. naive. Mm. But i got to give you the benefit of a doubt until you give me reason. Innocent until proven guilty. That's it. So, then it got a bit like, okay, you're young, Hebs. Enjoy yourself. <laughs> then I started getting choosier and choosier and choosier. But my main thing, I try and see how their temper's like straight away. Okay. But not in a testing manner. Mm. I would ask them directly. <laughs> so, why did your last relationship end? They're like, oh, da, 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 da. So, what would she say? Okay. And then they'll That's be like... Curveball. Yeah, yeah, and then they'll be like, oh, she probably said, da, da, da. I'm not like, cool, say no more. Noted, red flag, cool, goodbye. Mm. <laughs> I was very harsh, like very, very harsh towards men. And it's not because, not in the sense of, screw you, I can do better, but in a, I'm not going to give it more time than it needs. Yeah. So if you give me one red flag, I'm good with that. That's enough. And they're like, yeah, but we, we vibed. I'm like, yeah, but the way you get vexed is not for me. Mm. Or the way you still got to bell up a spliff in your grownish mm. age to try and, like, calm yourself down. Yeah. I'm all right. Like, I'm yeah. good. So I just never... I took every single red flag as a red flag. I took every single amber flag <laughs> as a red flag. And I just was very clear and direct and intentional, which is... I'm looking for this and this. But the thing is, 
I feel like a lot of people were saying that, but they weren't ready. So when you come with that energy, and they're like, hey, yeah, me too, me too. And then you're really coming with that energy. They're just like, oh, yeah, wait, hold up. <laughs> I haven't finished talking to my options yet. So I went through healing, getting to know people, options, fear of missing out. Mm. So when people were coming correct to me, I'm just like, hold up. Because you've got most of what I want. But what if my person comes along tomorrow? Okay. And I said, So no eggs in one basket kind of thing. With chest. Mm. Like, with chest. Like, I will tell the guys. I'll just say, just a heads up, before I met you, because mm. obviously it's like, a, it's a matching app. Mm. So you might match with me because you've not been on app for a week. But I already started talking to one brother, like, last week. So I'm not going to lock him up because you come along pouring me all these sweet nothings. Mm. I'm still going like, to risk assess every single situation. I think risk assessing... And options is a very, very bad <laughs> situation. The maths is not great. Okay. So I realised this isn't healthy. So I had to st- at least drop it down to three people, Hebs. That's like talking to three people at a time. <laughs> but the thing is, though, if you've listened to every other episode we've done thus far on this series, you'll know that you are a very intentional person Extremely. and you go very deep and you're very uncompromising. So for you to have had more than not in one... A, not in an unreasonable manner, please. Yeah, sorry, no, <laughs> respectfully. For you to have more than one option means you're not really giving any of them 100%, are you? Because no. if you give someone 100%, you don't have room for anything else. But also be disrespectful. Because mm. if I'm giving someone 100%, or they're giving me 100%, yeah. some of them will be like, yeah, I don't care. I'm quite confident. I'm a strong candidate. Some guys will say that. So talk to who you want to talk to. Oh, and wow. I'm going to come correct to my energy. Okay. And I'm like, cool, respectfully, as long as we've, we've opened this dialogue. And I started thinking, wait, hold up. I feel like I sound like a dude right now. Mm, yeah, because you do. they're like now wanting to invest in me. And I'm here, but it's because I've been so guarded for so yeah. long. So survival mode took over. It's not, you know, I'm trying to move like a guy. I've got masculine energy. No, I genuinely was in such survival risk assessing mode. Mm. That I didn't allow myself to really dive in with people I was just like always trying to find out so as soon as we meet I'm talking about your past I'm mm. talking about your family I'm mm. talking about your children I'm talking about your future children I'm talking about not in a sort of what your 10 to 10 year goal thing like, I'm not asking very intense conversations of I'm trying to interrogate you but we start diving deep mm. I don't do small talk mm. so very quickly you're opening up to me it's not like a calculative point of view, but I'm not here to waste time. So I want to know, like, what was it growing up? People would be like, hey, that's not a podcast, you know? Oh, yeah, <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, but this is how I move. Yeah, this is exactly how I'd be if I was single. <laughs> but this is how I want to be. Like, I want to mm. learn everything about you. Yeah. I want to learn what makes you happy, what makes it makes you sad, what makes you angry, what triggers you, mm. what, what you yearn for in a woman. What is it you feel that you're deprived of in your past? That how can I serve you? How can you serve me? Like, mm. I'm going deep every time. Because why am I going to do small talk for how long? I don't have time for that. So yeah, it got very interesting. But um, I think I needed to go through all that. When you were dating, was your intention to marry mm-hmm. eventually? Wow. Okay. Always. Wow. So that was unwavering. Yeah, yeah, 100%. So you don't blame the institution of marriage uh-uh. for anything that went down? Not a single part of it, no. I think that's really powerful because I think a lot of women can't distinguish. No. They're like against marriage because that's where they had their most pain so now they're not going to do marriage again there's a lot of women who are going for pain for free they're not even in marriages true they're not in, they're not in anything they're not in any commitment they're just putting themselves out there and they're naive and i'm trying to do things correct according to my values Fine. and i'm not trying to discredit anyone that's doing it differently but i'm just saying based on what i've been raised on and what i aspire to have i didn't do it perfectly i i wasn't sitting here innocent for like the six years I was single mm. but I definitely was very intentional 
and I prayed on it a lot. I genuinely just wanted what's for me to come my way. And I every time I met someone, I prayed on it. I said, if it's not for me, let it go. I don't want to grow an attachment. I don't want to like be sad when it ends. I just want to know that they're not my person and we just keep it stepping. That's all I can do, really. <laughs> I can't force someone. I wasn't going to change anyone. I wasn't going to try and see their potential. I took them, took them as face value. And I told them to take me as face value because what I'm saying right now, I'm saying it with chest. I'm not going to sugarcoat anything to try and sell you a dream. They're like, wow, you're like an incredible mum and you're this and you're that. I said, this is who I am. But I'm also insecure. I'm also needing assurance every now and then because I lack self-love at times. But I'm very raw because I'm very aware of who I am. Mm. And I'm very unapologetic about it. And if you're going to run a mile, baby boy, run a mile. Save me time, save you time. Definitely. Okay. So you went on the Mazap and you met your husband. <laughs> Yeah. Why are you doing that? Because he was option number two. Oh my God. Did you... <laughs> I told him. Okay, fine. Good. Yeah, Thank yeah, God. I didn't want this podcast to be that as well for him. <laughs> Breaking news. Yeah. Okay, fine. So how did that... Di- I mean, I've, I've watched the video where you spoke to the app about how you two are a success story, obviously. Yeah. So what was it that made him, first of all, not be option number two anymore and win the prize <laughs> and also made you take him seriously? I was talking to a lot of guys at the time. When I say a lot, as intervals, mm. not all at the same time. And and you were still like clear about what your mission was in terms yeah. of what you wanted. And every time, every conversation, you were just like, okay, cool. This is another thing I don't want, or this is what I do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I just felt like every time I met someone or something, and I started realizing maybe I should compromise, maybe I should try. So I guess I'm trying mm. to always bend, bend, bend these things, just trying to make it work. Or maybe he, you know, I'll, he'll grow on me. Maybe I'm not going to be attracted to him straight away. But everything else about him is incredible. Mm. Maybe I'm just too... Picky. I'm a, yeah, mm. in certain areas. And then with other guys, they'll be like, okay, Heb, so like, when we get married, I'm like, ah, relax. I want to get married, but I don't know you like that. Mm. But it's because they weren't my person. Yeah. So anything you're saying to me is scaring me because I'm not sure about you yet. Yeah. So I knew why I was being anxious about that person is because I knew there was issues that I can't look beyond. So the idea of someone talking about marriage... Only maybe one or two guys, I was like, I feel comfortable. But mm-hmm. then end up being idiots anyway. Well, they just didn't work out for whatever reason. But then when this guy came along, I told him, I was like, meeting him on a Sunday. I was meeting another guy on a, on a Monday. Listen, I used to go on dinner dates, lunch and coffee. Did you ever pay for food? Yeah. <laughs> but, but, quick disclaimer... It is a red flag when I have to pay. Yeah, okay. For a and first date, fine. For a first date, but only because, and, I, and, and I'm not talking about the women of today and like what social media narrative is, the entitlement of women. No, from an old school perspective, the men I've known and been raised around look after their women, mm-hmm. whether it's their sister, their mum, their cousin, their wives, their girlfriends, whatever it is. There's a natural need to want to look after your women and mm-hmm. provide for those women. Mm-hmm. So... The average man who's set up that way might not be naive enough and go, I'm not going to take you to like a really expensive restaurant, but I want to make sure. Wherever we go, I'm, I can pay for me you. and you. Yeah. Even when I got with my boys, the hebs, I got you. Mm. But I'm earning, I'm doing well. I'm not their girl. Doesn't like, do you know what I mean? But it's just a respect thing. So for me, when a guy was just like reluctant, I'm like, okay, okay. Oh, just because you've been hurt by another woman. Like, don't come to me with this energy. Like, to me, I find it off-putting. Mm. But if I knew I didn't want to be... Like, I, I definitely didn't want a second date or it definitely went left. I insisted on paying, just in case they hold the energy of, 
this is transactional. Okay, okay, that's good. That's so fair. For, for a fact, if I knew there's no future in it, you're not a free meal. Like, no one is. Mm. So if I know for a fact that I don't feel comfortable with this person... I will pay for it so that I owe you nothing. Mm, some women have the absolute... Opposite. ...where it's like, if I know, then I'm eating the whole menu. Yeah, I'm, and I always order with my means. Yeah. Not because... So if he case, turns around, yeah. Not even that. Respectfully, why am I going to put you out for? Mm. If you're my potential like future person, why am I trying to test you for and trying to make you pay for them? Nah. Something you're not going to finish. Listen, I want a first date to be a chicken shop. Mm. I want it to be a walk in the park. I want mm. it to be us sitting there when I used to smoke shisha and just sit there for hours and just talk. Mm. Like, just getting drinks. Like, let's get a refill of this. Ta- I don't care what it is. It's mm. not the price. It's the it's the energy. Yeah. So, for me, going to the most, like, bougiest restaurant is the most... I hate it. Mm. Everyone in there is just so uncomfortable. And hungry. Because there's just nothing <laughs> well, on well, the plate. So for me, it's about your energy and that that's what I'm I'm that's what, all I'm trying to learn is you. Did you ever sit well during the process of dating in that six years, did you explain any of it to Khalil? Were you like, This is mummy's going on dates and Yeah, I have no idea. Oh wow, okay. completely irrelevant to him. Okay. No, 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 no. I'm just I'm doing adult stuff. I'm getting to know me, I'm learning me, I'm going out doing things that are away from motherhood. Mm-hmm. But anyone I was getting to know, mm-hmm. it was how would they fit with Khalil? Fine. How would I feel? In, could I genuinely see Khalil in his energy? Mm. Could I see him being comfortable around this person? So certain people I vibe with, and then when it comes to parenting, I'm like, ooh. Red flag. I can't picture Khalil in your care. Mm. You're a cool guy, but I can't picture him in your care. So I'm alright. So, Sunday, met Ansu. And I thought, all right, who's this guy? He thinks he's all that. Told yeah, because he, he didn't have social media. Yes, yeah. He's like, Google me. <laughs> yeah, but I think that's a bit funny of you to be like off put about that, that you well, don't have social media. Do you know why? Because of the previous situation. Because my ex-husband yeah. didn't okay, have social media. I understand it now, that's fine. Men who don't have social media, the majority of them have skeletons in their closets yeah, and they're fine. too afraid of that being exposed. Mm-hmm. He was just this guy who's just so old school. <laughs> he's just like... Uh, I'm, on, I'm on IMDb if you yeah. want to search me. Oh, what a flex. I'm oh, my God. Like, okay. But then his photo was absolutely uncle vibes. <laughs> so when I saw his photo on, on the dating app, I'm just like, don't know who this guy is, but he sounds like really nice. Sounded like such a gentleman. Met him. And initially, I remember I was like, I'm going to go for a walk. You know, get to know you. And mm. then maybe grab a coffee after. Mm. I just want to learn you. Mm. And he first thing I saw him, he's like, I'm hungry. We need to eat. Okay. And I'm like, no, you're messing up my vibe. Sun's out. I was going to go for a walk. Then he's like, oh, yeah, then I'll help me to pray. And I'm just like, ah, okay. Then I'm like, he's an actor. He, he doesn't want to go to Nando's. I don't know what's around here. Like, yeah. So then I started panicking. And then I took him to Nando's. He went, mm, yeah, I've been to Nando's once in my life. And I'm just like, mm, okay. Um, so we ended up going to Nando's. And I was like a bit like, a little bit intimidated by him. I'm like, I'm just a nobody. He's his actor. Not realising that he saw me as intimidating. Aww, and I'm okay. just like, it was just nice. And we just we just spoke for ages and his energy was different. I didn't care about anything. And he was very accommodating. He was fresh. Fresh, fresh energy. And I think because he lived in a box. Mm. His work was, was his... He was very his pure to the outside kind of pollution that 100%. we expose ourselves when to. When he's not acting, he's learning. When he's not learning, he's being a father. When he's not being a father, he's being a son. 
and he just had a nice structure to his life mm. where he's not overly like time consuming. He watches basketball and he needs to watch basketball, but he's not out there with the boys and doing the madness. He's just mm. concentrated, he's focused. He wants mm. a blessing from his in his career. So he's very close to God. So for me, I just met someone who's just got his priority. Like I always said, the next person I meet, faith first, culture second. Because mm. culture that's what hinders faith. Yeah, yeah, agree. So then I met this guy who's from Sierra Leone born Muslim but still taught himself about Islam again Mm -hmm. because he had a very liberal parent like incredible human beings by the way (laughs) but he wanted to learn for himself and teach himself and just take in faith for himself and that's what I wanted someone who doesn't just inherit and it was just he just had this beautiful balance between acting which is a bit controversial to just devouting his life to God and I'm just Mm. like I think I want to marry you (laughs) (laughs) did you say that the first time you met him because I wouldn't be surprised if you did I probably would have, but no, I didn't. Okay. But I remember me just thinking, yeah, he's he's different. And I, the guy I met the next day, I thought he was going to be the one. Because mm. he was ready to go to Dubai, and I wanted to move to Dubai. And this guy's not going to Dubai because he's got a daughter mm. like, like lives in East London. I'm like, Bleh, East London, sorry, oh, wow. sorry. That is offensive so to me. Wow. I like East London, that's how it is. It's a grower. It's about if East London will have you, all right? Well, I mean, the consensus seems to be okay so far. <laughs> but yeah, so, so I thought the other guy slots in more of my life because he wants to travel. He's already got a contract out in, in Dubai. I don't want to raise my son here. Raising my son in the UK is not the one as an ethnic minority looked as a black boy. Like, just already the statistics are going against him. Mm-hmm. So I want to give my son a chance in life. So I thought this guy... He's perfect. the winner, yeah. Met him. And within 10 minutes, I was like, yeah. what am I doing here? Yeah. I, his energy was different. It was very, there was a lot of effort. He was trying to be controlling in certain areas, thinking it was it was cool. But it could have been because you'd given him the energy that he was in, that he was just like, okay, this is just a formality then. Do you know what I mean? I'm already in. No, I, oh, as in like, because we already met before. And, I mean, we already spoken before. Yeah, and you knew about the Dubai and you were like, all of those things aligned. So he Possibly, but thought, this oh, is I don't the part where you effort. ruin me. Yeah, but he might have thought, I don't need to put as much effort. No, but he thought he was putting effort in there. Oh, then yeah. Then he was like, asking me like, what should I wear? What do you think of these kicks? And like, I remember mm. it was like, a, it was cute. Yeah. But then I just thought, your energy is so different. Mm. And Ansu was the person, like he was the only person I dated that was actually older than me. Mm. Everyone else I'd gotten to know were younger than me. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. But I was convinced younger than me is what I needed. Yeah. Because... You tried older. I tried, not, not just that, but I realised some of the younger generation men have their heads screwed on because mm-hmm. they're exposed to yep. a next level of growth. Yep. And some of them genuinely do. Yep. Like, they're very ambitious, very driven, very focused. Mm-hmm. They want to get married. They want to be a husband and, 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 a, and a father. Like, I was very much overwhelmed by who I was drawing. Mm. They were a good calibre of men, but they just had little intricate things of, like, where you can tell their age mm. or you can tell, like, they're not quite there yet or whatever it is where we weren't compatible. So when I'm at Ansi, I'm like, who's this granddad with this grey beard? But then when I got to know him, I was just like, this all makes sense. And we met each other for a week, oh, no. like pretty much every day. And then a week later, our kids met. Okay. Well, a few days later, he met my mum and my sister. Okay. Just to, we're praying on it. He's like, Hebs, we both had children, we both were married. We're both clearly not living our life completely sin-free. Mm. He went, but I want blessings from God. We're not going to have sex for marriage. 
We're not wow. even going to kiss before marriage. Wow. He's just like, we're going to pray on this. And I thought, usually I'd be like, ah, try it before you buy it. Like, mm. there's a little fear in you as a grown person. I'm like, what if everything's cool, but we, oh, we're not compatible sexually? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was a small fear of that. Yeah. Because I'm just like, that's a big deal for me. Mm. And he was like, it's a big deal for him. Mm-hmm. I'm like, but we're risking it. And he's like, just pray on it. And then everything just slotted into place. And then exactly two months after we met, we got married. Oh my God. Sis, never in my life would I say this would happen to me. Two months. No engagement. We did a calabash, which is a traditional Sierra Leone thing, which was beautiful. And never would I say, if someone told me, would you get married to someone after two months of knowing them? Nah. But then after experiencing what I've experienced, time means nothing. Energy is everything. Yeah. Growth is everything. Yeah. Faith is everything. Mm. You, you're both actually on the same page of growth, same same aim and ambition and genuine sincerity. We've both been through this. And I just had no fears. Mm. The only fear was, this is too good to be true. Yeah. I'm going to die. <laughs> I'm a big, big believer in that because when I met my boyfriend, before him, joke men. As, as one yeah. of my friends describes <laughs> joke men complete mm. and I was always very hot on the whole I don't sleep well I still am hot on <laughs> I don't sleep with people unless I know you know 100% yeah. and therefore I wouldn't, didn't sleep with many people because mm. I didn't know 100% yeah, yeah. however I think you only feel that when you have doubt because they've given you a reason to have doubt when you don't have doubt you can free it up because you feel safe yeah. to do so. Yeah, yeah. And that doesn't just have to be sexually. That can no, be emotionally. Everything. That can... Like you let go emotionally. Exactly. Like, and it moves thought. quick. And you're like, what? My previous... Per- I didn't even... Until we were... But this is really quick. And it's because you don't have fears. And you're like, That's okay, it. yeah. This isn't... I don't feel scared to do this. I have no fear whatsoever. I literally just kept on saying, I'm going to die. I'm going to... And I said, I'm going to die on the wedding day before it. I'm going to die when we get married. I'm not going to get to move in. I can't see us moving in. Wow. Oh, then I thought, like, okay, my next one is... If I have a baby, I'm gonna die at birth. Like give birth. Like this is this is how too good to be true it was. Oh my god. Like I met my person who's mm. absolutely like an incredible soul. Everything like, you asked for. Everything I asked for, he looks after Khalil in ways I didn't even ask him to. Mm. I and heard it's not about not, the Arabic and Yeah, yeah. Stuff. It's not in an invasive way of like, mm. oh I'm gonna be a no, it's Khalil, let's do some maths. Mm. Khalil, while mum's cooking food, read this to me, read the alph- alphabet or whatever. Khalil's like, yes. He won't go to bed about praying with him. Oh. He won't do like Khalil's got a bond like to the point where he felt guilty. Like I remember when the first time we we started living together as a blended family, mm. Khalil started getting more apprehensive leaving his dad, and it's like we start. I started getting it, and it's just like he walks in wanting to jump on Ansu for love, yeah. but then he's rejecting his dad in his eyes. He's yeah. like, I don't want to leave daddy. Yeah. But then he just wants to also equally be yeah, in this person's yeah, arms. Yeah, and it's not one's taking over dad role. No. But he's just excited to be around this person but who isn't his dad. Has there been any conversations or communications between Ansu and your previous My ex? ex? Yeah, yeah. So basically the first thing I said, as soon as I knew I was getting married to him, I said, they must meet. They must talk. They must know each other. Respectfully, yeah. I would love, I think every single person who's co-parenting has a right to meet the person's spouse or their partner. Okay before they dive deep or as they're getting deeper because mm-hmm. there's no way I'm introducing my son or living allowing my son to live with someone else with my ex-husband having a, a perception or an assumption of who mm-hmm. this person is I don't want you to live in anxiety or defense or anger not knowing who this man is 
I don't want your ego to come in a way and, and interrupt of how your relationship's going to be with me or our child. Mm -hmm. Straight away, I'm like, there's this man. I'd love for you to meet him. So you know who's looking after your child. Mm. So you know you can feel safe knowing that actually he's going to be a good impact. But if you care, I don't know if you care or not. But I know deep down inside as a man. Yeah. You're not going to want your kid somewhere that's not safe. or. And you hear men saying, oh, there's no way the mother of my child's going to have another man. Oh, right? yeah, yeah. And yeah. I'm just like, let go of your ego, mate. Trust me. So for me, it's just like, I never want my ex-husband to say anything bad or to give me a reason to pretend to be difficult so I'm like, meet him, put a face to his name and just have an idea. And I, it literally, he couldn't really fault him. He'll make little like comments to me or, you know, know that you're married. Blah, blah, blah. Relax your face in it. Mm. <laughs> no one really cares about your views. So as long as Khalil's in good care, as long as your Khalil's in good energy and he's protected and he's happy and we're protecting his energy, bro, you've got nothing to say. And he had nothing to say. No, I can't. I don't know how you could fault. I mean... I wouldn't say he'd be faulting it for any reason other than his own ego. Yeah, it's just poorly. It's just poorly from a personal yeah. perspective. But like he'll say, "Oh, it's to my regards to Ansu." When he calls me, he goes, "Where's Khalil?" And like they're praying together, or he's just doing some mass of him, or he's just doing some Arabic classes with him. Call, just tell him to give me a call when he's done. Fine. And then mm. like I'm constantly reminding him, like this man's impacting your child, not mm. in a sort of rubbing it in his face, mm. but in a this is humbling mm. because no other man. Most men aren't like that with their children anyway because they're too busy providing, coming home, tired. They don't have that concentrated energy to give, yeah. Between him doing his vocal coaching and, and rehearsing and doing whatever he does, he still makes time for God, still makes time for family and still makes time for my son. Mm. Genuinely, sometimes I didn't want to talk. Like, when I got married, no one knew. Mm. I had no clue. No one knew. I remember literally seeing your post because I remember hearing you talk and saying something on your own podcast about how you were getting so... Like, there's a lot of black men with uh, beards and you that was like, a hard one because yeah, you, you, like, thought they were, up, you thought they were Muslim and yeah, then yeah. they're not. My but dad said that. My dad used to assume any black man with a beard... Assalamu alaikum. Like, dad, no, no, no. <laughs> it's different here. <laughs> yeah, so, but it's also like you can't tell. So no. Like, are you a brother? Are you not? Exactly. <laughs> um, and then the next thing I know, you're literally posting pictures. You're like, oh, amazing day, blah, blah, blah. And I couldn't believe it. And then I saw him, I saw you, your kids. I was like, oh my God. Yeah, yeah, I didn't tell no one. Like, literally, 15 people came from my side of my family and like a couple of my girls. And I wanted, do you know when like something's going so good, you, you just don't want, any, want yeah. no interruption. And I understood why he wanted to get married soon. He's like, hey, but the longer you leave it, the more we're exposing ourselves for negativity. It could be even self-doubt. It could be anything. Anything can creep up in that space of time. He's like, if we leave it in God's hand, there's nothing we can do wrong. If it fails, it fails. Wow. But at least we try to do it at the best of intentions. And mm. so like honor honorably for us. And if it went left and we realized whatever... We've been married for like seven months now, mm. but I don't really know life without him. Wow. Like, I'm just like, well, even like when I first got married, I said to him, so you deprived me of you for so long. <laughs> How dare you not be here? He's just like, it's God's timing. Genuinely, like, it's just, it's God's timing. There's nothing I could have done about it. I couldn't, I couldn't have forced it to come sooner. I don't, I, there's no regrets. How is his relationship with his ex? The amicable very amicable he makes everything easy he knows his role he covers financially most of the stuff because that's that's the mother of his child that's his daughter mm -hmm. so he puts ease where he can he eases everything else there's no stress about contact there's no stress about 
pickups and drop-offs. He's just like, it's my duty. Mm. That's so good as well because he would never feel... Because I know, there's like you said, there's men that are like, oh, if we get together, then you can't have a relationship with your ex anymore and blah, blah, blah. blah. Because he has to have that relationship too, or does have that relationship. That must be really good for him to understand you and having a relationship with you. 100%, but it's just he's just completely different energy. Yeah. When I see the way he communicates with his ex... It's so beautiful. Mm. I'm just like, and then I have this like caveman in the corner, and he, this guy's looking at me so confused to how this man. I'm like, mm. I'm like, Ansu, you're a rare breed, sir. Yeah. Please understand, the majority of men are not like you. Mm. So this caliber of man that I'm dealing with, and when he's angry and insecure and egotistical, I went. Unfortunately, a lot of women can resonate with this kind of man. Yeah. Not many women can go. Oh yeah, my husband's like your husband. Mm. And it's just because, unfortunately, all these people are overly exposed to the same moral compass that we're just normalising. Toxic relationships are so normalised on social media. Yeah. From Summer Walker to other people, like, to memes that we're reading, to, like, lyrics that we're listening to. The romanticising of domestic relationships. I remember listening to, like, Trey Songs and Mary J. Oh, man. Good love. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, this is good. We're, we're arguing, we're fighting, yeah. but then we're making up. Yeah. This is like, Passion. why is this good? <laughs> like, yeah. why are we normal? And we're convincing ourselves this narrative is healthy. So when I meet this guy, I'm like, you just got the balance of everything. But he's also older than me. He's four years older than me. But the growth is perfect. Like, and I'm like, we pray together still. Like, everything's still the same. The same energy we have from the beginning. We vowed, like, we promised to consistently understand what marriage means and just constantly work on it. What constantly was the serve each other. process, and this is the last question of this episode, mm. of integrating him to Khalil and explaining to him, like, this is not going to be your new dad, but this is going to be mummy's... Because this would be the first time Khalil's seen in a relationship, really, yeah, yeah. of his own... So, prior, so prior to him, there was one other guy that I had a play date with. So he had a son, same age as Khalil. We went to the park locals never emphasized anything okay look this is this is my friend and his son and that was it mm-hmm. there was never like this is someone i'm getting to know <sighs> my son will not be confused in any narrative way unless it's certain like women who bring men into their lives because it's more convenient to just integrate and then they break up and the next man is so unfair on the children you mm-hmm. need to know how to sophisticately navigate through that all that exposing your children to any energies that are going to be removed and they're confused why this person's gone so I said to him, always, Khalil, you know one day he wants a, he wants a sibling. Mm. Did you know one day we have to, I'm going to have to get married? He's like, yeah, I know. And I said, you know it's not going to be daddy, right? He's like, yeah, I know. And I'm going to have another child or someone else that's not daddy's, right? And so over the years, we have these conversations. Yeah. We have these conversations. Baby's going to happen one day. And he's, I'm like, you want mommy to be happy? Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, cool, this is how it's going to look like. And so then when it finally happened, we went out on a play date with him and his daughter and then he started like he's he really enjoyed it. He went, "Can we have a can we have a sleepover?" So then um, it happened. I think they met up again, and then I kept on talking about him. I said um, then after a few meets, I said to him, "How do you feel about Uncle Ansu?" He's like, "I really like him." He's like, "I said, how would you feel about me getting married?" He's like, "I said, how would you who do you think I want to get married to?" He went, "Uncle Ansu." I said, and okay. how would you feel? He went, I'd be happy. I said, why would you be happy, baby? He went, because he makes you very happy, and that makes me happy. And I said, you are seven years old. Where is this wisdom coming from? Mm-hmm. And, and that was enough for me. Like, his energy settled into his energy. Yeah. Imagine building this whole relationship with the man, 
in introducing your child to them and then they just don't vibe. My mm. son's anxious, apprehensive. Mm. Hell no. I'll remove myself. The relationship will not continue. Mm. So for him to receive him so well, and I just went, cool, we're going to run with this. And he just kept on receiving his energy more and more and more and was more excited. So it just all, just all mashed in, <laughs> blended so beautifully. And his daughter was very open to it. She was very receiving of it. And then as soon as you got married, we all went to Egypt for my sister's wedding. We wedding. had a family holiday yeah. instantly. Yeah. And they just, they loved it. Mm. It was, they had normal sibling arguments. And I was just like, yeah, I forgot this is what happens in it. Mm. Like, it reminded me of me as a child. Literally. But it was no different. It was, it was beautiful. There was a lot of conversations, making sure he's cool, making sure he's comfortable, not over hypersensitizing. I don't want him to become overly like mindful. Indulged about it. Like, you know, take precautions. How do you feel today? Mm. You know, do you want to write five words? I don't want to like make him feel any kind of way. So I just kept on sense checking. Like, How are you doing? You're good. And he just like literally wouldn't stop pouncing on this man. Just all the excitement. And I said, like, literally, just all I do is praise God. Mm. And I'm just humbled by it. Because this, this is literally all I ever wanted for my child. I'm so happy as well. I was already happy, but now I know everything. <laughs> I'm even more yeah, happy. Man. I mean, it sounds so simple. It's really not. I know. <laughs> and really I think not. this next episode, that's what we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about how... Because when we've done it in a sped up version over three podcast episodes, you're like, I'm like, you know, we could solve every woman's problems right now. We got this. But in reality, it's a lot. So I want to really get into the learnings that you took from each thing and how they then pulled on. Because I know that after up until this episode or for the next episode, there's going to be so many women's questions and they're going to be like, how did you go from that to that? But I've done this and I've done that and how do I? So I really want to really get into that and examine Mm. how we did that. And I also have a few questions about the changes in you personally in the final episode coming next. (laughs) Please follow, like, subscribe, engage, listen, share, all of that. And we'll see you for the final episode of the series.